0: You know, I, I, I spent a little bit of time on this thumbnail, Miles, but I did not, of course, somehow, uh, somehow people are able to read the headline incorrectly. GC13 is I Pepsi cat in the chat says, uh, what do the devs owe us? And she grabs her checkbook. Maybe, uh, maybe I, maybe I should have, <laughs> should have made the topic of today's show a little bit more clear. Um, Miles. Yo. Milk first or cereal first? Cereal first. Yeah. I mean, i can't believe there's people that do it any other way i want to know in the chat if there's any psychopaths because i think this is a pretty good indicator anybody who puts milk in the bowl first doesn't the cereal just float on top of the milk at that point
1: doesn't the milk just splash back in your eyes and then you can blind yourself and then (laughs) slip and cause some horrific accident
0: i mean that's a good way to start every friday i think
1: it's the same with uh, the british version of that i think is um when you when you make you make a cup of tea some people say you put the tea bag in then the milk, so that when you put the hot water on, it doesn't scald the tea bag leaves, and it's supposedly a nicer tea. But no, you want to put the milk in last because then you know exactly how much milk you want.
0: That that was the most British collection of words that anyone has ever uttered. Yeah. all at once together in that sentence. Well, I could have added proper job. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> proper proper cup of tea, bloody hell, no. What's Not enough the milk. Show? Oh my god! In it.
0: This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and thank God it's Friday uh, right here on YouTube. 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, catch it live or don't. It's totally your call. If you don't want to watch it live, then you can't be part of this amazing chat that's going on. But I got to say, if you're not watching it live, click the live chat and watch to see what people are saying because it's always infinitely more entertaining than the things that we're saying. I promise you that, which is probably not a good thing when it comes to us saying you should watch our show but anyway my name is brian popnish and right here psvr without parole and this guy over here all the way at the other side of the pond miles dyer from miles dyer official over on instagram
1: love it how you doing brian i'm
0: good man i'm good how are you
1: (laughs) yeah i'm good 11 o'clock at night here so for anyone in the uk it's late but it's friday and um for me uh i spoke a bit behind the scenes with brian i'm not going to get into too much detail but it's been a it's been a difficult week for me a lot of stuff going on in my personal life but To get to Friday, this is honestly one of my favorite times of the week. The only other favorite time is my live shows on Wednesdays. Just live shows are really good fun. It's great just to chill, relax with people from around the world, and talk about things that we're passionate about. And, uh, yeah, I'm just surprised how quickly this week has come around. Um, But love you all, and uh, just keep all the positive energy coming, because it's great.
0: Yeah, I, uh, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> sending virtual hugs. Um, dude, I I, I I felt really bad because I, I, I do love your live shows on, uh, on your Miles Dyer YouTube channel. Uh, and this week you had, uh, you, you were basically talking about, the, was it the best movies of all time or your favorite movies of all time? Which, what did you do?
1: Yeah, it was, it was your your what are your all-time favourite movies? And I always like to keep it general because even whether it's me speaking to someone on a date inside or, you know, out networking with people, if you say what is your favourite movie, I never think it's story. so difficult.
0: No, not difficult, <laughs> NeverEnding Story. Really? All day, every day. Since, okay. since I was six, never changed. I, so, NeverEnding
1: Story is on what I call my gasp list, which is, and this doesn't just apply to movies, it could also be to books and for uh, games. Um, my gasp list is... Something I've not seen or played, if it's a game, that makes people gasp when I admit it because they're like, You've not seen The Goonies? You've not seen The Godfather? No, I haven't seen any of those movies and I've I've not seen Never Ending Story either. I definitely need Oh there we go. <laughs> it's always the expression as well. Um but it's also the same with games. Like for Christmas, um my my friend Rob got me um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I've never played an Assassin's Creed game before. So that's like another um, you know, um brand of of game that, that you know, yeah. everyone should have played by now. It's <gasps> been long enough.
0: Yeah, it's craziness. Um <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you have to go too crazy about it. Um I think <laughs> Assassin's Creed, like uh, I mean and, and I know I'm probably in the minority here, but Black Flag was really all you needed to play. Um like Black Flag, I've heard but that
1: from a lot of people.
0: Should have just been its own game, uh, because just being a pirate is all I wanted to do. I didn't need all the Assassin's Creed nonsense to go along with it. Being a pirate was amazing. Love that game.
1: Doesn't Assassin's Creed VR seem like an obvious thing to happen? You
0: mean the thing that just got announced today? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on PlayStation go- VR, so you're forgiven for maybe not having paid attention to that Assassin's Creed. This is
1: Nexus. the Nexus, Nexus, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Nathie, Nathy was saying it's a, more of an experience than anything else. I, I, don't, I didn't look into it because I have a hard time caring about stuff that's not coming to PlayStation VR, and uh, and and I think that might actually be a great segue. <laughs> 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 right into our first news story, which I shouldn't be laughing because I'm actually really kind of pissed off. Um, but for anyone uh, who, anyone who is looking forward to Among Us, uh, and I know there's, there's just a gasp that just befell the entire GameCat community. Um, uh, for, for anyone who's looking forward to it, uh, Shell Games is kind of being pretty transparent now about saying, this is not coming to PlayStation VR 1. It's coming to Steam and Oculus and PSVR 2. Whenever it launches, and I, and I think there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of snarkiness in that statement. They're saying PSVR two whenever it launches because I think they're kind of upset that maybe Sony's not telling them what they need, what they want to know. Um, but yeah, this this could have been the game that carried us for months and months and months while waiting for PSVR two, and instead, it's the game we're all just going <sighs> while we're waiting for PSVR two.
1: Especially off the back of Among Us having just been released on consoles mm. uh, very recently. So it felt like there was this great coming together. Um, it is frustrating. And it also makes the wait for PSVR to start to feel a bit more tangible, the, the vastness of the waiting. Because without really any games being announced, mm. um, you know, even the Horizon, it's we've seen like 10 seconds of it. Um yeah, PSVR2 is 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 on, well on the horizon. Uh I was trying to avoid that pun, but it wasn't going to happen. Um <laughs> but you know, we don't know many of the games. My my concern is as they start announcing more and more games, it's going to make the wait more and more painful to do. So I'm kind of happy for them to just say nothing until it comes out and go, and we've got all these games. I know that's not what's going to happen, but yeah, my first feeling, more than a thought when um This Among Us news was was announced um, about it not coming to PSVR um, until the PSVR 2 was, okay, this is something I'm going to be annoyed of having to wait for because I'm really excited to play it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I am too. And, like, and, I, and honestly, like, I don't think Among Us was going to be a game that I was going to get all too excited for. If, it, say, if Among Us had come out like, you know, four or five years ago, I would have been like, hey, this is great. I'm so glad we have some VR. But like, this was a game I was super crazy excited about because of the impending drought. The, because we had so little to play i was like i'm just gonna wrap my arms around this and hold on for fucking dear life because this is my this is my lifesaver this this is the uh, the thing that's going to carry us to shore uh the shore of psvr2 uh i don't even know what i'm saying but
1: uh well it- for for me for me like among us i've never really got into it that much i see the appeal i've played different v- variations of it like even Fortnite's version and i see the appeal but even the console version Voice chat isn 't open with everyone. You have to use like pre select text prompts. You can yeah. do some custom ones um and that kind of loses the fun of it it 's actually like hearing the tone of voice of people as they're trying to you know pass off a lie and be convincing <laughs> yeah. um, so something i 'm really excited about the v r component is it 's going to be a very social game uh, and you know I think of Zen of the Last city. the the social component of that game that is what i love most about vr is like living games with people and being in these worlds and doing things together Mm -hmm. and i just looking at the the trailer for among us vr i have to say when it actually was announced on the showcase it's one of the first vr trailers i've seen where i was like this is actually selling vr like as you're watch- and a lot of the time you're seeing all these VR, you know, obviously it's all footage from VR games, but you're like, okay, it looks like a game. And yeah, I get it. It's in VR. But in this trailer, you're looking at it and going, I can actually see why it'd be amazing in VR because everyone knows what Among Us is, but you can tell in that, okay, it's not that you're a character on a big screen. It's you're doing a task while now looking over your shoulder and there's <laughs> yeah. just someone there. And and what I think a lot of people who've not played VR don't uh, understand uh until they're going to experience it is minecraft when i went into the vr of that Mm -hmm. um creepers the famous monsters in it are the same height as your character but when you're playing on a flat screen they seem like quite small but when you're in vr and they're the same height as you it's a lot more intimidating like there's just this different perspective in vr uh that make, makes yeah makes things more intimidating and so yeah once again i can't wait to, to experience it for among us with friends or with strangers who are vocally trying to convince you you know that they're they're the good guys
0: yeah i, I gotta say that i got a lot of a lot of great people in the chat uh, right now with a lot of great comments professor lillis said don't worry brian now you have time to get really familiar with no man's sky <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, i don't know we'll see how desperate i get professor Lilith. uh Roma ramos says i love you guys happy friday listening while driving from worcester to boston listen if you put a siren on top of your car and you, and you just drive around and that you just wait for me to say sirens on my end and you'll know exactly where i live you could you can kind of triangulate my position that way uh yeah. professor Lilith, to do two dollar tip says this week's sunday multiplayer squadrons 2 p.m. Eastern. Nice. Yeah, guys, do not forget to join our Discord. Uh, in, in fact, uh, this hour is the last hour you have uh, to get in on the Lucky's Tail giveaway. I'm going to be announcing all six winners for that: three North American, three uh, European. After the show in Discord, uh, and so if you want to get in on the Sunday multiplayer games that Professor Lilith takes care of, uh, make sure you make sure you do that too. Click the link in the description below. Uh, if there's if there's a link to support the stream, you know, there's a Streamlabs thing. Please, please ignore that. i got to figure out how to get rid of that. I don't, I don't understand why that keeps popping up. Um, Firebird Old School with the 100 Sekiro says, Happy Saturday. Well, for some of us. Uh, Wild Hour the Game Cat with the Australian $5 tip says, This one's for you, obviously, Miles. 195 degrees Fahrenheit, 92 degrees Celsius, just under boiling. Perfect tea.
1: Okay. Noted. I didn't, I didn't know. The, 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 center, the center grade. I'm, I'm glad you did give both because yeah we don't do fahrenheit over here <laughs> yeah it yeah. always
0: confuses me i don't think they, they don't even yeah. do it in canada i mean i think i think the u.s might be the only place that does it really every time yeah. i talk to rye pop he's like converting shit for us i'm like i don't know he's talking about leaders and stuff i'm i how many gallons is that um Hey, man, but there is some good news with the bad. Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? We got one more tip. Jamie, yeah, with the $2 tip says, won't play Among Us. There'll be too much to play on PSVR 2. That's, I mean, I do have to say any developer right now who's waiting to release their game on PSVR 2, probably for the best, right? Because it's going to be a much larger audience than the thing we have now. But also, good luck, because there's going to be a whole lot more shit to play. So your game's not going to stand out on the PlayStation Store like it once would. Um, I don't think Among Us is going to have any problems, though. Um Miles, there is good news with the bad news and the good news comes to us today from End Dreams, uh because End Dreams without saying do you can can you do me a favor? Do you Oh nice. Nice. We're, we're, represent we're represent we representing the uh the End Dreams uniform. But this I'll is the uniform, it isn't
1: it? Have. Well actually I think they need to you know we were saying they need to give us new uniform like End Dreams. The new End Dreams mm-hmm. uniform should be Ghostbusters with our names yeah, on uh, the badges.
0: Yes. Oh my god, don't don't tease me like that jimmy okay. sort it out <laughs> uh but the new ghostbusters game that was announced during the meta sh- meta showcase on wednesday uh was looked amazing uh I, you know i mean will <laughs> regardless of whether you whether you thought it looked amazing or not the fact that there's going to be pke meters and there's, a, there's an official licensed ghostbusters game that's all going to be made by end dreams uh in vr i think is i think everyone's excited about that um and we were all a little bit, we were all a bit curious, like, is this going to be a, a, an Oculus exclusive? Is it going to be a Quest exclusive? How is this going to work? And without really saying anything, uh, the, the company line that Endreams has been putting out there is that uh, it will be exclusive at launch, but they will have updates on other headsets a little further down the line. So it's it's, it's coming to Quest exclusively at first, and then uh, it, it, it sounds like there is some sort of exclusive exclusivity agreement and then after that who knows
1: (laughs) and 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 they did say at the showcase everything shown was for 2022 so if psvr2 is going to be first quarter of next year how long the exclusivity lasts for hopefully it goes right up to oh it ends just before uh psvr2 that'd be really nice so yeah
0: yeah i would yeah that, that that was sort of uh you know the sort of where my head was at with all of these games, uh because again, like it, it would be one thing if Ghostbusters was coming out next month, and we're all like, "Oh man, we got to wait not nine months to, p- to play it on PSVR two, right?" But yeah, if it's coming out closer to the end of the year and it's just a couple of months, like no big deal at all, no big deal at all. The tornado just joined us. Here's your tail. <laughs> okay, it's your tail. Okay. All right, man, uh, but let's move on to a little bit more news. Uh, you know, this is this is obviously good news. We have to kind of, like, read between the lines sometimes when it comes to exclusivity deals, but this one, to me, at least, feels pretty transparent. It's coming to other headsets, and there's really no other headsets worth talking about <laughs> other than ps <laughs> Uh And then uh, the last bit of news before we get into our uh, our topic of the day is that are you you familiar with this game miles tale of onogoro no this is brand new to you because i'm going to bring up the trailer for it right now and
1: uh, and while he does if you're in the chat be sure to smash that like button we um (laughs) i think by the end of the last friday show we hit 200 by the end which was amazing so i would ask anyone in the chat just every so often just keep encouraging people to hit it up let's see if we can hit if we can hit 250 likes today, that'd be amazing. I don't know what we'll do if we hit 250, but, um, I mean, we'll, we'll I just know. ask for, I'm not,
0: listen, listen, if you give a mouse a cookie, it's going to ask for a glass of milk. And so if you, if we get us to 250, we're just going to ask for 300. I mean, it's, it's, um, well, then that's
1: what, yeah, next week we'll do that. Yeah. It'll never be enough. It'll, it'll never, never be enough.
0: <laughs> never be enough. We're we're fucking greedy bastards. <laughs> Oh man, tale of, Tale of Onogoro. Uh, it's coming from uh, Amada Studio, and this is the same team behind Last Labyrinth. Now, I don't know if I, I don't know. If anybody out there played The Last Labyrinth, uh, I I can't imagine too many people did, uh, but it was essentially a horror escape room game uh, where you weren't really controlling the action. You were kind of tied to a a wheelchair and you were pointing with like a laser pointer and telling a, a, a little girl in front of you what to do. And it was the most annoying form of puzzle interaction I've ever experienced outside of uh, tale of a fragmented star and that's another fucking deep cut for anybody who's been watching the channel for a long time it's annoying to to tell another character what to do in vr when you're in vr you want to reach out and do things you don't want to be using a laser pointer and go no 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 that thing no don't please right. do that thing and she just goes didn't you been here and i'm like yeah that thing over there it's like like it's so infuriating sometimes um so uh so yeah and you know and some i know some people liked it but that's—I will tell you that that the fact that this team this team made that game is uh, is one of the few reasons I'm scared about scared about this game. I, I just don't know. if it's I do like about. the art
1: style. I mean, to, to be honest, I like the art style on some of the shots, and in others, I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure about that. But yeah. like the, the main character looks looks cool, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm interested to see, um, but I don't really have any expectations of it, so. And I had no experience with that one full game you just described.
0: <laughs> yeah, and again, I I think Last Labyrinth is uh, is a little divisive. I think some people really enjoyed it. Um, right. Oh, let me know. Uh, oh, t- Twitcher is in the chat. He says, the box quote from the VR grid is, it's better than Last Labyrinth. Okay. There we go. Yeah. But real quick here, we're going to jump over to uh, the Quest website and find out that this is a $30 game. Uh, they are saying that it's, uh, they're calling it an adventure with the cute anime girl. And already I'm scared because <laughs> we don't need, like, I don't know. Uh, you know what, I'm just going to be quiet. Uh, Portal meets <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus in this memorable and intimate title. <sighs> I'm, I always get real nervous when people uh, start using huge iconic games in the descriptions of their games saying oh yeah portal in in the in the shadow of the classes these two games that are like pretty universally well renowned like just fucking everybody loves these games um
1: especially when that's not in quotation marks like if you're going to use it take it from a review <laughs> like someone else has said it but when you claim it yourself yeah i that i i i mean i respect their boldness but that does make me feel all right pick yep. oh, yourself no. up
0: <laughs> no I'm scared it says unique VR puzzles work with Haru to deactivate the large puzzle like barriers blocking your path Oh, there teamwork we go. is key as some objects can only be used by one of you now I mean the fact is, is you're not bound to a wheelchair in this game and so you are running around and you are doing things um, and so you're probably not just saying hey please go do this for me over here it's not that um, and so this this might be a little bit more fun than The Last Labyrinth was uh, and, and hopefully they learned something from Last Labyrinth you know we we saw the same thing I lo- with them I Keep love it your- if
1: one of the bullet points was uh, <laughs> now with this time we have 200 ways of saying do you mean this one? no this one <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, this is... Okay, well, I mean, luckily, but luckily, though, this is another game coming to PlayStation VR, or PSVR1 uh, is being published by Perp Games, and so, uh, you know, we love everybody over at Perp, so keep up the good work, guys, and hopefully uh, this one is... this one will be worth picking up and something that'll pass the time while we wait for PSVR2. (laughs) Uh, We got to move along a little bit, though, um, because we've got quite the headline to talk about today miles this is uh this i think this is going to take the better part of seven hours so uh so get ready um but we've been asking we've been asking a lot of questions about uh what we as gamers deserve uh, and, I, and i know this is gamers have a strange sense of entitlement sometimes when it comes to gaming uh, and so i think they they frequently ask for more than they deserve. Um, and some, and maybe even I, as a reviewer, sometimes ask for more than I deserve from a game. It's totally possible. I don't want to, I don't want to put that outside the realm of possibilities here. Um, but, and, and I also think that like, uh, that when we start talking about games that require updates, games that, um, you purchase, you spend your hard money on, um, we, we've sort of hit this weird period where like, we expect day one patches, we expect games to be updated over time, but a lot of games are just fine on day one. And so I want to be very, very clear that we're going to talk about games, that, games or studios that have done some things that we really weren't appreciative of, and maybe uh, ways to change that moving forward. But we are certainly not talking about games today that like came out, and they were fine. And like, you know, maybe they didn't deliver everything you wanted, but like, you know, you can't just demand an update that wasn't ever in the budget or planned or whatever. So we are not talking about games today that came out and were just fine. Those those aren't the games we're talking about. We are talking yeah. about games that came out and had something wrong with them, or eventually had something wrong with them, and those things were not addressed by the developers. Uh, Miles, what trailer should we be playing <laughs> during during all of this? There's too oh, many a good games point. to cover. Oh man,
1: I know. And especially because how quickly we're going to be covering them. Here, let's just play, um, let's just play
0: some Sizzle Real, man. Let's play. Uh, I don't know. is, yes. there, is there a launch Sizzle reel? There it is. Here's here's the because I there do
1: think is- as we're having this conversation, and you know, when we ever talk about these more overall conversations about VR and go into criticisms, this isn't about having digs at one developer or another and like pointing the finger at them. So when we bring up examples, this isn't to condemn them fully. It's just reflecting on. You know, we're going to talk about what has worked and what hasn't worked. And um, it's just about having an honest conversation because, you know, whenever we were talking two weeks ago about um, can VR be too real or, you know, what would the perfect, uh, you know, VR launch be? This is because we care as a community. And by talking about these things, we hopefully give ideas because a lot of these developers do like the feedback. They do welcome it as long as it's constructive. And that's what we're going to try and do today. By the way, I just saw Arkham uh, VR on screen i actually played it this week i hadn't played it before oh really and really yeah i I was interested because i always hear it's a good introduction to vr Mm. because it's been quite a few years now um but i still was really impressed with the polish and it's definitely if i was showing someone vr for the first time that's definitely a game i'd put them in yeah
0: Yeah, it's especially the ending without spoiling anything oh god yeah
1: dude (laughs) that is yeah i'm like yeah that ending is impressive yeah
0: but yeah, like, but, but like, like you were saying, you know, VR is still sort of in its infancy and, you know, it's we're, we're sort of lucky to be able to have this kind of communication with so many of these smaller studios, uh, the, the ones who are going to be at the forefront of VR moving forward. And so these studios learning their lessons now and sort of like being like, oof, maybe we should have done that. Oof, maybe we shouldn't have done that. And being, you know, even being part of these conversations, uh, there are certainly developers in the chat as we speak. But unfortunately, only only good developers. <laughs> like the, the the bad ones are probably not listening, um, and uh, and and so you know these, this is the time to figure this shit out. And so there's no better time to have this conversation than before the next generation of VR gets here. Um, so so so. But again, what what we're trying to do here is is say you know what uh what do what do we as gamers deserve uh, when we when we put down our hard earned cash on a VR game uh what what do we deserve and 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 are there any solutions for the for these problems that we've encountered um now straight away not not every developer is 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 really subject to this criticism there's been a lot of developers out there who've been doing it right right yep any, uh, any, i mean any come to mind
1: <laughs> that you're asking that have done it right
0: yeah oh yeah absolutely
1: well, so, so I mean, I always think about what um, Sin Studios have done with Swordsman. Right. Uh, they have been incredibly engaged with the community. They have taken on feedback. They've not always said they're going to, you know, do certain things that have been feedbacked about, but they've also enacted on others, and they've kept updating the game. Now, there are some people that say it's a very, you know, basic game without much vastness in, the, in terms of game mechanics. It's like... It is just sword fighting. And if that's what you're into, you're going to love it. But I want something a bit more. But they've said, no, this is the game we're making, but we are going to keep improving it in terms of mechanics and also, like, you know, different levels. And I think they've been really impressive for that and should be commended. Like, they've not just said, we've released the game and now let's move on to the next one. Um, because so many people can do that. They go, right, right, sold it now. Um, we Let's just move to something else. There's actually value in playing the long game because then you you build with the community, especially a community like the VR, PSVR community, because it is in its infancy Mm -hmm. and everyone talks with each other. And going back to the point you you made earlier about some devs, you know, will be making big mistakes with this and some will do good ones uh, and and put the effort in. You know, we actually know, we can sense when developers are trying. So when we criticize and they say, good point we're going to work on it we respect that some developers fear that and so they close themselves off and don't communicate to protect themselves but actually we realize oh no we're being closed off they're being disingenuous or they're trying to hide something um and it means they're not given a second chance whether it's with future updates or or a later game
0: right And, and just to kind of uh go further with the swordsman comparison uh that when that game launched it was fine like there, was yeah. we no no one looked at it and went well. This is fucking broken, or or this needs to yes. be fixed. This <laughs> needs to be addressed. This is blah blah blah. There were you know here and there were like minor complaints, but like that's every game. You know they released a game that was ready to launch and just decided to take the ball and run with it. They were like, oh wow, people are really interested in this. Let's let's keep adding to it and keep the interest coming. Um, and I and I think that you know you could you could certainly give uh, a shout out to uh, Skydance as well with with Saints and Sinners. I mean, talk about a game that at launch was above and beyond one of the best vr games we'd ever played and then kept delivering the content uh with with not only the trials uh but also um aftershocks the like it was like three or four hour four hour dlc um no need for that whatsoever like they they delivered a forty dollar game that felt like a forty dollar game and we played the crap out of it it was a lot of fun they didn't need to keep bringing us uh, stuff and it, everything worked at launch right and then they just kind of like Again, kept running with that. So lots of, lots of amazing examples here. Lots of developers out there doing it right. Uh, Twitcher, the, I didn't read this out of time. I'm sure I'm going to regret that. Twitcher, the, I'm <laughs> sure, I love <laughs> Swordsman Now GameCat, whatever, five quid, says, I'm sure Brian only brought Miles Dyer on the show so that he would no longer be the only one whose name everybody misspelled. Miles Dyer, two wise. <laughs> oh, two wise, two wise. <laughs> I like it. W I T two wise. wise. I'll, I'll
1: take that. I love that. That's wicked. <laughs> two wise, two wise. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, it is true. Solidarity with the wise.
0: All right. So here. So let's talk about the kind of games that we are are going to talk about. Um, we are going to talk about games that uh, a had issues right from launch and were never fixed. Like this is this is one of those cardinal sins, right? Where it's just like, dude, like, why why does your game have click turning or or only teleportation or or this game breaking bug or this or that or whatever, right? And it's just like, or certain shit just didn't work and never got addressed, uh, which is a, a huge sin in the VR world. Uh, B made promises and then didn't keep them uh, in terms of like you know delivering updates or or whatever it was going to be. Um, I think that uh, that that's one of those mm-hmm. that hurts the most because you can read a review and say, "Oh, this game has click turning and teleportation, not for me." Let me know when it gets the update. But mm-hmm. when you but when you you know read a review that says, "This is what the game is now, and it's awesome," and and uh, man, we can't wait for these updates that are supposedly coming later, and then those things never happen. Yeah, that's that's painful too. Uh, th- this is a big one that's going to be uh, an issue for a lot of people, uh, including Twitcher. It says that games that either shut down their servers or have announced the shutting down of their servers that will actually render the multiplayer mode unplayable or even worse the entire game unplayable there are games out there that like are literally coasters now uh because that's all you can do with them i i i have games in my collection that you can just not play you put it in and nothing happens right it started it gets to a menu screen that's about as far as you can probably go uh, and then finally, uh, the games that stop supporting one platform, specifically PSVR, cause this is PSVR games cast live while continuing support for another platform. So basically mm. just abandoning a uh, part of your user base, probably cause it didn't sell so well over there. So, um, and I, and I think we do need to kind of kick off the show, uh, with, the one that's maybe on everybody's mind right now because it's the most recent example of this, and that's uh, that's Swords of Gargantua. Uh, the developers over at Third Verse, they made they made what I consider to be like a really fun multiplayer dungeon crawler, and um, <clears throat> and they and they were pretty good about updates. Uh, they were like, "Oh, here's new weapons, and here's new blah blah blah, new challenges, and whatever." And the quest was getting them day in day, like saying, "Okay, here you go. This is this is a thing uh, that we were promising you. Here it is." And then, like later on, we'd get an update on PSVR, and it was like kind of half-hearted somehow. Where It was like, "Oh yeah, that same weapon that's in the quest version here it is, but you can only use it in this mode or something like that." Right? It was like you, super half-hearted versions of the same update. And then, uh, and then, just last week, they announced that they're they're going to be shutting down the servers in um, in September. This game's only been out for less than a year and a half. And so I think that I think that really hurts a lot of people. Um and, and I don't and I don't know if we want to um here, you know what? I, I really want to have this trailer up. <laughs> do it. There it is. Dance Swords of Gargantua. Um This is uh this this is what what I think a big part of what bothers me about this game right now. Is that sure? Maybe it didn't sell well. May, yeah, your updates didn't go well. It wasn't the same build on on PlayStation VR as it was on Quest or PC or whatever. Um, but the fact that they've announced that it's coming out that the servers are shutting down in September and the game's no longer going to be playable because it's a multiplayer only game, uh, it's just not going to be playable and it's still available to purchase on the PlayStation Store uh, for $30, (laughs) right? It drives me up the fucking wall, man. Like, I, it's like, come on. Like, at least, why isn't there a big flashing red warning button or something that says, are you sure you want to buy this? Because servers are going down in like five months. Like, you, you're going to you're literally have four and a half months left to play this game. Are you sure you want to spend $30 on this right now? And there's just like nothing in place for that right now. And that's, I, for me, that's super frustrating. Um, and, and especially the fact that it was like a really fun game that I was addicted to for like a whole month. I played it every single night, 4 a.m., didn't matter. Um, I absolutely love this one. Uh, so so for me, this is like, this just absolutely sucks. Yeah, I mean,
1: it makes me fit, think about what should be the requirements of a game when it's released of like minimum number of years it should have support for, uh, especially with these criteria, because in the good old days, you bought a game cartridge for your Mega Drive or your yep. SNES. That is going to play on it. What you've bought, as long as it works, it's going to keep playing it. Uh, but then we have the you know the age of you know demos uh sorry sorry DLCs and you know and and you know patches that constantly can be used to improve it which on the one hand is great but it also means it can work the other way which is it it requires support that once it's removed the game no longer works and um what does it mean for people that purchase it when you purchase a game there needs to be transparency as you say I kind of feel that you know there should become this kind of expectation, and it only comes from community feedback. That I think when games come out, they should have a, a they should come with a roadmap for at least a year. Now they don't have to be concrete roadmaps of this is what's going to be this date in this DLC, but just give a sense of like what the onward journey is. Um, because I think a year is going to at least be a clear indicator. Because you, how many months has it been for this game then before it shuts down from the launch?
0: Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it'll be roughly less than two years.
1: Okay. okay, two right. Okay, I mean it's still not a lot of time. Um, and and actually, and Brian and I were speaking just before the show. A flat screen game, but an an interesting example is is with Destiny Two. Now there'll be some people in the chat that can probably correct me on this, but you had the Destiny game. Then Bungie were asked to make a sequel when they kind of wanted to just keep building this Destiny world for ten years. So Destiny 2, its own campaign, but it's a, a live service game, so it's all online. Or you have to be online to play it. Um, and then what they've done is they've removed the original campaign for Destiny 2. And instead, when you start playing, if you're a new player now, you play the original campaign missions from Destiny, the original Destiny. So that means that if you bought a physical copy of the game and you put it in, you're actually getting less content than what it was actually sold as because you're now not getting the campaign that came with the original um and that might be seen as a a very strange example but it sort of shows you this idea of we live in a world now where when you buy a game it's kind of like you're buying into uh, a vision of okay this is the game and we're going to be doing more stuff of it we might be doing add-ons we might be doing patches but we might remove stuff as well And, you know, No Man's Sky, um, on the box when No Man's Sky first came out, obviously it's a famous story, a a great comeback that continues to thrive with every DLC that comes out. But when it first came out, it had multiplayer on the box and then all the boxes had stickers over the multiplayer component, I believe, um, (laughs) because either it was a feature that was removed last minute, um, and, but then multiplayer was added in later through the time, um, But it is just the nature of as games are much more ambitious. Again, going back to the old classic games with cartridges, they were much simpler games. The the amount of mechanics and things are now in VR. There's a lot more to be dealing with. And it's not to say that's an excuse, but it is a factor. And so I think for consumer friendliness, there needs to be a conversation. And it's not just down to the developers, it's also down to the platforms. Because PlayStation got in a lot of trouble with Cyberpunk because all these people wanted refunds. But uh playstation's policy i think is as soon as you play the game like, like as soon as you as open as you the game
0: it sometimes like their their rules yeah. are pretty stupid
1: right and that was actually one of the reasons that sony even though they wouldn't probably admit it was so mad with um cd project red because they literally said oh if you're not happy with it um contact us for a refund or wherever you purchased it from and sony's like whoa whoa wait a minute Because then they got absolutely inundated with refund requests that they weren't prepared for. And then there was questions and there was a lot of pressure on Sony. Oh, so what is their refund policy? Um, So sometimes it does require these backlashes to change the culture and expectations to protect consumers. But unfortunately, VR is still such a small consumer community. On the one hand, we don't have the leverage, but at the same time, a lot of developers are indie. So it's kind of matched with, small indie developers and small vibrant communities that are effectively their life source because we're going to be the ones that are feeding them with our dollars you know
0: well right so a couple of things so cerebral frost the boop cat with a 20 dollars tip thank you so much says i think this is what i owe you brian paid in full <laughs> not developer, uh figuring out what they owe um so yeah so it's, it's funny that you bring that up because swords of gargantua is you know it's there's basically sunsetting that title and they're focusing on uh, Altair Breaker. And Altair Breaker is their next big VR game. Uh, Shuhei played it apparently uh, recently and said it was good. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that there's some sort of deal where they're getting on PSVR too. Um, so the question is, Is like, are people going to like hold them accountable and say, well, I'm not going to, I did see I think it was Matthew Longo in the chat say, I'm not going to buy anything from them anymore. Right. Is 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 that the correct response, right? To be like, well, you know what, you got my thirty bucks, and uh, I don't know, man, I'm done. Like, it, will will people buy? Let, let us know in the chat, uh, cats. Are you gonna buy Swords of Gargantua's next game uh, or Third versus next game? Because this is guys, don't forget, this is this is true for Star Blood Arena. Uh, Star Blood Arena server shut down uh, per Sony, uh, per order of Sony, and uh, and, and so that game is no longer playable anymore. Drive Club VR uh, is still playable lucky luckily because it has a great uh, offline campaign um but it is it, has, it no longer has multiplayer support those servers have been shut down um a big one a, a big one that also came up recently was uh until you fall we found out that we just weren't getting the two-handed weapon update that other headsets have gotten uh and so you know so this the list of complaints is, is long and varied um but but are are we gonna just Give up on these devs like uh, after until you fall is Shell games. They made I expect you to die one and two. They're the ones making Among Us, but not for PSVR one. So, fuck you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love Shell games too. If anybody from Shell (laughs) watching, it's like, oh man. But 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 still, it does it does feel like a you know stab in the back to announce your game for PSVR and then not deliver. Uh, and I think that's, uh, that's that's heartbreaking for all of us who were super excited for that. Um, but yeah, until you follow, doesn't didn't get the update, and, and why and why didn't we get the update? Likely poor sales, poor sales on PSVR, and that was one of the PlayStation Plus games too. So like uh, you got to wonder who even downloaded that for free uh, if they if they're just stopping updates on PSVR one. kind of of nonsensical but at the same time miles should we expect a developer to continue supporting a game on a platform that isn't making them money when they are still supporting the same game on another platform that is making them money is it fair to ask them to do that
1: well the 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 easy answer but the unrealistic one is um we we shouldn't expect it of them uh, because they um might not have the resources. Like at the end of the day, they're a business, and they might actually not be able to do it. But the thing is, we don't know. But we who do, can and who we, can't.
0: We do know with shell games. Shell games has That's their okay. hands in everything. I I I couldn't tell you what their bottom line is. I couldn't tell you what their profit margin is. But but just you know, looking an outsider looking in and seeing how all they've got all these successful games on successful VR headsets. And uh, and they've also got their hands in non VR things and have been that have also been very successful in the mobile market. I there's a part of me that says you've got to take a little bit of a hit here, a little bit of a hit to 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 just show a sign of good faith and say to the people who did give us their money and said this is our favorite game of that year yeah. that it came out. I think it was 2019, 2020. I can't remember all the years run together. I think it was 2020. Um, this was because it was one of my favorite games of 2020 and i and i was looking for an excuse to get back into that game and i was like oh here But well, that's it the comes. interesting thing.
1: And they took it away Yeah, cuz you're saying an excuse to get back into it cuz they might be looking at it and seeing it's not just about who's bought it, it's like what is the current active player base. But but the also the other thing is that game was a PlayStation Plus for like 2 months uh free game download. Yeah. Yep. And so arguably that's even more of a reason. Like, you know, Sony has giving you this great platform. That was actually when I started playing it and fed in love with it. Um, so, yeah, I'd say there's, there's a good argument for it. Um, a- another game I'd mention, which isn't on our list for this, mm-hmm. um, but taps into a lot of the issues that are mentioned, and I think it's more of a muddied experience of, like, just no clarity. I pre-ordered this game, and... I was willing to stick with it despite there being a few warning signs before it. But after the fall, um oh, yeah. I I was so excited for this game. And um I I, I actually I did enjoy component when I started playing it, I enjoyed parts of it. Other parts completely baffled and frustrated me. Mm-hmm. It was like the most unsocial social space where you can talk with anyone. Um And then I actually played it again with my friend Johnny uh, last week. Again, enjoyed uh, playing Horde mode and that. But um, there were things in it that still had not been corrected. That I was just like certain control schemes and that. And I was just like, what has happened here? Um, And it was not a cheap game to buy. Um, And there wasn't much clarity in terms of when stuff was coming out. And it was off the back of a lot of stuff that wasn't coming out yet was kind of not really made obvious when the game was released there was this sense of you're going to get all this content and then it's not only okay it's up and coming it's but when is it up and coming and there was no real clear roadmap initially Mm -hmm. um and they're a company i would say they do have social media platforms and and this is actually something i'd say as a, a general point there are sort of three tiers of communication i think when it comes to with communities there's like the bare minimum which is having a a bug form on the website mm-hmm. uh you know some way to just feedback and contact them with issues and then you might get an email back saying thanks for your thing we'll we'll look into it the middle tier is social media accounts and i know for after all they have their social media accounts the amount of response on it they mm-hmm. do they do a little bit um but i think it's not it's for promotions and you know not really dealing with issues and being forthright with that. In my experience, I'm willing to be corrected from hearing other people's experiences. Um, And then the top tier is actually living and breathing the community. And so that's like having your own Discord. um, Firewall Zero Hour, where they had the massive server issues and like I wasn't unlocking stuff on the initial um, battle pass that I bought. Right. I went on their discord and I was able to chat with the devs and they got back to me. They weren't even able, able to give me a straight answer, but they were saying, yeah, we're working on it. We're trying our best. And I really respected it. And this is the thing I got back. Uh, I was mentioning at the beginning, having good communication. Isn't the same as saying, we expect you to come back to us with clear answers to all of our questions. Just saying, we hear you and making the community feel that we are being heard and acknowledged. Um, is valuable that's how you build trust so that when there are difficult decisions to be made whether it is pulling something down we go oh okay um okay that's terrible but we understand it whereas if it just comes out of nowhere and it's like the only contact we've had is when you know i've had a receipt for buying the game <laughs> and had an email for you for that but um apart from that it's like i just feel like you, you see me as just a consumer and again i hate to say this with after the full i i felt like i didn't robbed is a strong word because there's a lot i love about the game and there's a lot of potential for it but i did feel like ouch like i, I felt there was just a huge distance between us and, and the developers in my opinion again yeah but
0: and and, and i don't think you're gonna find many complaints there for me because <clears throat> as you know uh i do feel like you know, if 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 after the fall had come out for like twenty four ninety nine, uh, it would have been like, oh, okay, that's what your game is, sweet. But when you launch it at fifty, you're like, really? Like, what, or, or what was it forty, 40 and fifty was it two price points? Uh, whatever yeah, I pulled it.
1: The, yeah, that's hot one.
0: Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it was just it was like, wow, I've I definitely expected more uh, for this price point for sure, uh, for this, sure. And you know, and so. We had a couple more examples on the list. Uh, Solaris, Offworld Combat, was, uh, was kind of the opposite of First Contact, or sorry, the opposite of Firewall, right? Where, like, Firewall, yes, there were issues uh, that they worked on addressing. And maybe not everybody's happy with uh, the choices that First Contact made, but you can't deny all of the content that kept coming for Firewall over and over and over throughout the course of the years, right? It was just like every new season brought new contractors. A lot of them brought new maps, new devices, new gadgets that really changed up the way the game was played, new weapons. And so first contact kind of killed it with content, uh, moving forward, but then they brought a Solaris off-world combat, which was the complete and total polar opposite. They were like, here it is. And they like gave us a super deep discount on it. What was it? Like 12, $13 with plus at launch. And we're all like, okay, it's fun. And you know, it's fun enough. I had a lot of fun with it. I gave an eight. And then literally the day uh, after the game came out, we couldn't even get a match going. Right. It's like, I, I think you and I jumped in with a couple of the other cats and we're like, we were the only people playing. Like, so not only did they not deliver any updates, but like one of the most important things that I think multiplayer games need to have is the option to have bots. Right? And It's like, and, and maybe this is, and, and maybe this is asking too much from small developers. But first contact, I don't think is small enough to not ask. To deliver some bots right especially when you get reggie over there at strange game studios a one-man dev team who's delivering bots in honor and duty d-day a 16v16 right. multiplayer game right they don't have to be the smartest bots ever man like just let us play your fucking game you know i
1: did i did like solaris that when you went into a game you were you were thrown in until you waited for more players so having bots you know it doesn't have to be anything too much solaris is a great example actually because i was a massive you know, champion for that game. I loved it. It made me feel think about Quake and old deathmatch games. Also, was the first one to get the platinum trophy in the world. Don't mind saying so myself.
0: Uh, <laughs> wah, wah, <laughs> but, wah, wah, wah. Do we? We need a whoa, sound I, to I, I, <laughs> something.
1: We need four goals That no, but um, but I sent a massive email to the team afterwards saying, "By the way, first one to get a platinum trophy." but i also sent them a a lot that wasn't a long email that was a quick bit at the top the long email was like here is my experience of the game this is what i loved about it this is the feedback i have and my main big point at the bottom was this game is going to fail or succeed based on the onward roadmap additional content additional maps Mm -hmm. you're going to need to you know and look they don't have to listen to what i say like i'm just one voice but i i did it was a very constructive email. And they did get back to me and said, yeah, there's more to come. And there was literally, there was nothing else came. And they were still doing like their, they were doing featured, you know, Frank and that were doing featured weekly streams, which yep. were great. Love what he tries to do. But it's, it's there's only so much a community manager can do if, it, it it's all in sync with the priorities of devs and again you know we're having these conversations and it's very easy for us to criticize these certain things we're not the ones behind the scenes dealing with all these components in organizations um but it, for S- me sadly the-
0: though we're the ones pl- that have to play the games right oh yeah 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 absolutely i'm i'm because I'm either reviewing it, and the, and the studio gave it to me, uh, and, and they like, this is no fun because your game's fucking busted, or or uh, alternatively, hey, I want to jump in and have some fun with the cats, and now, like, the game's supposed to be fun, and sometimes yes. it's just a frustrating experience, especially, the, I, I did like what Solaris did with, like, while you're waiting, you get to play, but sometimes yes. you just waited forever, <laughs> like, nothing yeah, happened. Yeah, for
1: sure. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I should probably benchmark it on the other side of things, which is although I'm giving a bit of credit of like the hard work, you know, us as consumers, we want to support these games. And, you know, the amount of stuff that you do, you you normally have to pay for like surveys and marketing to get feedback. Mm. You're getting all this for free, like passionate gamers that are giving feedback. Yeah. And, you know, if I send that email and they go, oh, it's just one person. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes in the world is the the plural of anecdote is not data but you can actually get data by mm. running surveys so you go okay here are some of the things we've heard and actually um i i know that um speaking with jimmy from uh end dreams you know he didn't go into specifics obviously because it's what he does for work but he sort of gave me a sense of you know what is done after a game like fract comes out and they do analysis and they might look at stuff is like, what were the top criticisms? The game was too short. And, you know, they, they actually measure it, you know, not just from the loudest voices online, but like they, they, they cast the nets wide and find out what do players overall think of it? You know, what is the completion time and things like that? But what I was going to say about first contact entertainment is as a company, the impression I got is there was clearly a decision that. This game isn't a priority right now. We're moving on to something else. What that something else is, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Firewall Zero Hour is still getting updates. That's great. Um, Firewall Zero Hour is still a, a PlayStation VR exclusive. Yeah, it never came anywhere else, did it? No, no, no. And so, so on the flip side, I'm like, as a company, they're at, they've done both the, the the bad that we're saying in terms of no updates at all, and they're also in the other side. They're the best example. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, you know, th- that's just based on where they've been prioritizing. So, it might have been, should we slow down on, for uh, you know, um, on Firewall on our updates just to do a bit more of Solaris? They may have just looked at it and gone, okay, Solaris is going to be what it is, yeah. but Firewall actually, we've got a really engaged community. This is where we should be investing our time because it's it's not just as simple as let's just scale up the workforce and get more devs in. Um, it's it's a very difficult thing of scaling up uh, that takes time but
0: okay. yes yeah. so i, I see I, I see some hostility brewing in the chat and i think this is perfect because this is a great segue i uh, first of all darth vader the game cap the two dollar tip says communication is key from developers we 100% agree uh communication from all sides is always the best the best thing you could possibly do uh, for whatever it is you're doing um, et.2k9.now with $10 tip says, I don't know if I'm going to buy Gran Turismo 7 after seeing that it's not going to work without servers. That's a, that's a pretty bold statement I mean, considering that like, we're going to spend hundreds of hours in Gran Turismo 7. We're going to spend, you know, and, and a lot of people have spent hundreds of hours in Firewall. Uh, do at, a, at like, at what point do you go, well, that wasn't worth my $50 or $60, right you like hundreds and hundreds of hours spent that wasn't that wasn't worth it i could well because because i can't play it anymore not worth it to me i've got nothing but amazing memories of firewall but when they shut it down i'm going to be like eh, that sucks but but would i trade that would i trade all of that would i be like for to, to, to have never played it at all i don't know i don't know if i can get there i hate the fact that when when certain developers shut down their servers the game just goes away but also how's but also, I, I, can't, I can't say I'm not going to buy Gran Turismo 7 knowing that I will put in 200 hours into it. Right. How
1: How is this as a potential solution? And I've already got questions about this suggestion I'm about to make, which yeah. is, what if Sony said for PSVR 2, or just even flat screen games, we are going to make a guarantee that any game you buy that's live service or is in that category where it relies on online play we will guarantee that we will support it for a minimum of 5 years from l- launch or you know 3 years. Yeah. The, the question I've got about it is does that then take the pressure off the developers because they go actually we only have to you know we can just do it for half a year because then Sony will pick up the rest. But there must be some kind of agreement they could do which is you know to ensure that there is that minimum guarantee because on the one hand I'm like live service games that's terminology that maybe I'm being um, uncharitable here. The majority of casual gamers aren't familiar with or don't think about when they buy games. Maybe, Um, But maybe that is becoming mainstream because everyone's playing more and more online. I think, again, it it comes to changing the culture, whereas consumers, as they become, you know, wiser, um, again, casual gamers I'm talking about, that the expectation should be, well, no, Sony needs to start putting on guarantees that we will support games so that you get a minimum of this many years. Because, like, look, PlayStation 4 is still being supported. There is going to become a time where it's no longer supported. You know, they, they've just started shutting down certain aspects of... I think the PlayStation 3 store has now been shut down on cer- on the main platforms. Yeah, um, People aren't kicking off about that because there is a certain... Uh, Limits that we will expect of how many years and generations. So although, although I think there you need were
0: to, still plenty of people who were like, are you fucking kidding me? They're shutting it down. I'm like, okay, well, I,
1: I guess. Yeah, the, yeah, that's true. You, you will always, always especially when people. you've, yeah. yeah, exactly. But then I think it's, it comes back to the thing about communication that, you know, um, Sony needs to start working out what are the rules of engagement when it comes to refund policy and support of servers. Because, You know, for indie games and that, Sony could, and this is again an oversimplification and from someone who clearly doesn't know how this works, but I'm like, surely they could have a pool of servers, which is like, this is for indie games, you know, because they're not going to have huge online. It's not like we're going to be having to support uh, Call of Duty servers um, because, you know, massive servers with massive amounts of players. But um, Activision have that all sorted. Um, But yeah.
0: Yeah, this, this this gets us into the the most complicated part of our conversation. Uh, we got Twitcher, the I love swordsman now, GameCat meow, with the uh, with the comment saying, "What would be even better is if they just didn't make a game with a single player campaign that requires an online connection." Um, Matthew Longo was saying hybrid games are the way to go with VR multiplayer games. Like these, these are all great, you know, great suggestions, great solutions. Uh, but but right now, when we buy a game, there's no guarantees. That's that's like a hard fact is like there's no guarantees on anything when you buy a game there's nothing that says the developer has to keep supporting the game uh you know that any of the updates that they promise actually have to come out there's no uh there's no there's no guarantee on how long those servers are going to be in place as miles was suggesting with hey maybe sony can step in and say we can help you out and do and maybe we can make a deal and say you know all these live service games obviously first party games sony you know, they, they can crack down on it and be like, well, we've got full control over this. We can guarantee mm. you that for the lifespan of the PlayStation 5, these games are going to be playable and blah, 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 whatever. Um, but with third parties, it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, running servers is a little bit, uh, can, can get a little bit expensive depending on how you do it. I had a long chat uh, with our good friend over at Electric Cat today, and uh, he explained to me that it was, you know, there's obviously different ways to do it. You don't need servers if you do peer-to-peer uh and then that's great for like co-op games where you don't where you're not like attacking each other uh and so that that's kind of a solution right there for co-op games but not so much for uh for like pvp games uh if you're running your own servers it's super cheap you can keep those running forever but uh, so many times most of studios are renting servers and uh and and that costs money because not only are you paying like a flat monthly fee but you're also paying something that for what they call ccus which is uh I, I know I wrote this down wrong and he's gonna be mad at me for saying it wrong. concurrent users. And so if the more people who are playing your game, the more you're actually being charged every month. Um, and so but but even whenever that number drops down to zero, you're still paying a flat fee. Uh, and so if you are a third party and you are renting servers, it can get expensive. Now, that's not always the case right because we talked to reggie over at strange games and reggie's like i've got (laughs) i've got games that i was selling for a dollar on the 360 whose servers i still have up and running so it's not like he's got this amazing (laughs) cash flow coming in to keep those servers running but there he is right so there there are ways to go about this now i and i and i think and i think that's sort of i i think that that's those examples sort of exemplify because that's what examples do they exemplify um the different outlooks that developers have when it comes to creating their games i kind of want to say like more developers should start thinking within their own means and being like listen if this game if if this game comes out and no one plays it like we got to make sure we have the infrastructure in place to keep the servers running on our own and we're not paying a third party this exorbitant fee that we can't sustain without players there's there's so many if you if you go on the PlayStation network right now and you look up uh you look up the terms of service it'll say we uh we may indefinitely suspend or discontinue online access to content or data associated with your PSN account at any time including for server deprecations maintenance service or upgrades without prior notice or liability Uh, we may also discontinue offering certain PSN content or features for any PSN content that uses online servers. We make no commitment to continue to make those servers available. In addition, we reserve the right to delete player account data uh, that we determine have been dormant. That's, that's some harsh wording being like, you can spend $70 with us and we make no guarantees that that game is going to be playable tomorrow, uh, that those servers are going to be up and running and you're gonna be able to play multiplayer games tomorrow. um, and so, because there's no guarantees in this space, Miles, we got to come up with some guarantees and figure out if any of these are viable.
1: Are you ready? I do indeed. Are you? Yeah, ready? let's do it. All
0: right. And this, and again, a lot, I'm sure a lot of developers will listen to this and go, "Well, that's just not that's just not possible, right?" And 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 I understand that, but but also I think that if you start with these thoughts in mind, if you start development with these thoughts in mind then maybe you design your game slightly differently than you were going to before, right? And you can make it a more sustainable game instead of being like, well, we spent three years making this game. No one played it. So that's it. (laughs) Like, that's it. We're shutting it down. We had one chance and we lost. I think if you start development with some of these ideas in mind, you'll have a better future. So starting with number one, the game that you bought should always be playable. That's a very vague statement, isn't it, Miles?
1: Very vague. Well, yeah, you'd, you'd assume it would always be playable, but it's absolutely true. Like, does that mean that games that are multiplayer only should have a single-player component? Um, or
0: bots. but yeah. Right? If, 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 I yeah. Want, if I want to play a game that I bought on PS4, you know, like fucking 10 years ago or 10 years in the future, whatever it is, man, I don't know. I don't know how time works. There, there, there should always be a way to jump in there and at least play with bots, right? Like, As somebody who loves video game preservation... As somebody who's like thinks that like you know games games are art and should be treated that way and respected as art, I don't I don't like the idea that a game is just going to disappear because the servers got shut down.
1: Yeah, you I, can't even walk can't even walk around the levels. Like, it's you, you literally can't get past the menus. So you, so it's you are now being closed off completely from this content. Right. So you might people would argue, oh, but the bot stuff isn't why I play it. The whole point isn't that it's going to substitute what the game was made for but it means you've at least still got the essence of what it was uh, in some way
0: right and if you build if you build your game from the ground up with that with that uh mo in mind then there's no reason why it can't always be playable there's no reason i don't i don't care what game we're talking about um yeah the next the next guarantee which again we'll figure out if these are we viable as them. we go um, yeah um yeah, the servers will be, the servers when at, at the point of purchase, when you are clicking on that purchase button on the PlayStation Store, there should be either an agreed amount of time that the servers are going to stay up for, or at the very least, warn you the servers are going to go down in this many days. Um, and again, this, this speaks right to Swords of Gargantua that game will not be playable ever again in five months. And so, when you go to the PlayStation Store right now, when you, before you click that buy buy button, and, you, and they take your thirty dollars from you, there should be a big fucking red warning that says, "You only have a hundred and sixty-two yes. more days to play this game, or whatever it is." Yeah, I'm, I'm bad at math. Um, and I think, and I think that's only fair. And it, and
1: that goes back to the guarantee thing that the button doesn't have to say exactly how many years; it could say it's going to be available for at least this many years. So it might, it might just say one plus year, uh, you know. Um, but that's that's better than nothing. Because you might say, well, that's still not much of a guarantee. That's actually better than what we've currently got. Um, so, yeah, it's about increments in the right direction. Um, it's, it's about progress. right? Um,
0: and, then, and then the, and the final one uh, is uh, the, the final guarantee that I feel like we should have is that the game will receive uh, the same updates on this platform as it's getting on every other platform now and what
1: i would I, and what i would put to that is the fact that when a game is advertised it is not advertised here's the commercial for playstation and here's the commercial for oculus it's here is the game we were talking about among us earlier yep. and then at the bottom it says it's available on all these platforms it is sold as this is it and it's on all these platforms there's there's some cases where it is done individually but when it is it's done for a reason because there are specific offerings and that makes sense but when a game is sold on all these platforms through this window then i think this is is, is absolutely spot on
0: yeah yeah and uh and, and honestly if a game is selling well enough on another platform uh to to warrant updates still coming you know it's it's sort of that rising tide model, right? Where if, if if you delivering free updates or whatever it is to to a game means that it's sort of getting the spotlight again and generating more sales, which I can only imagine is what's happening with Swordsman VR right now. Every time they update that game, it gets a little bit of the spotlight. And whether that spotlight yeah. be over here or on another VR channel or wherever it is, um, it's it's bringing more attention to your game. And so you are generating more sales. And so, you know, maybe maybe you can't justify... Doing the updates on PSVR, right? Because it's not bringing enough enough sales in with every single update. But I, I think you really, again, you have to plan ahead to be like, listen, if this platform over here fails completely, the updates that we're bringing to this platform, like we have to be making enough money to to keep bringing the updates to all platforms, because otherwise you're generating a lot of bad will. Uh, and I know I saw I did see I saw a tip in the chat earlier saying that most gamers probably don't pay attention to developers most gamers probably don't pay attention and like only maybe later realize like oh this kind of feels like that other game I played a few years ago and then realize the connection like a lot of gamers don't aren't, aren't going to be like oh I'm not I'm not going to buy uh whatever that next swords of gargantua game is because swords of gargantua was only supported for you know 20 months or whatever it was like most gamers aren't going to notice that um and so and, and so so I don't know man I don't know I
1: I do think a lot of this is going to be sorted with the parity that's going to be formed with that all platforms are becoming much more similar in their architecture. They obviously have different, but there is becoming it's to to create games across different platforms. Obviously there are differences, but I think they are much more similar than they've ever been before. And on top of that, if PSVR two is going to be playable on PlayStation PC, uh, on their own system for PC, that will also make this more likely, um, because it's going to be easier for devs. How possible to... do
0: you think that is? Do you think that's a pretty likely thing? PlayStation. What the
1: PC? Yeah, the... I. I. I mean, I. I don't know. I think it's. Um, it's more likely than any other option. I wouldn't. I'd, I'd say it's over fifty percent, but it might be fifty-one percent chance of happening. <laughs> I don't know. I. I just feel that the whole bottleneck argument we talk about every about the launch. You know, we early into the PS um, Five uh, release. um how are they going to bring on pc vr players okay well you can actually now play playstation vr on your pc it's just it seems for me it seems like a smart business choice but then again i don't work for playstation so (laughs) they want to employ me just to enact that policy (laughs) get in touch but yeah
0: I got to say, uh, this is this is kind of a super frustrating show uh, to, to 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 be a part of, right? Because it's because uh, it's sort of like we're up against these multi-billion-dollar corporations, uh, and we, you know, they, they say, hey, why why would we make any of these guarantees for you? Uh, because all we're doing is protecting our own ass. And so when we decide to shut something down because it's not making us any more money, then we're good to go, you know. is like, it's, Sony Sony can do and say whatever the fuck they want. Basically, uh, if you read the terms of service, they're like, "Yep, we have complete control over uh, over all of this stuff, and it doesn't matter what you think or say or do. Uh, we are not liable for any any uh, any complaints that you have." And so it's it's a frustrating it's a frustrating uh, topic to to talk about. Um, but in an idyllic future, I do really think that this is you know that these things need to be addressed. Uh, I, I do think that there's enough people who are complaining. Uh, about these things. I do think that there's enough, uh, enough people like me who, who look at video games as art. And, and unfortunately I, I do think the younger generation sees video games as disposable media. Uh, and sadly that's also how, uh, developers in, or publishers specifically, I think are starting to see these things as well. Um, so it makes me, it makes me a little bit nervous for the future, especially as we move into an all digital future. Um, you know, we we no, no longer going to have access to the games that we paid for, the games that we love. Um, so, a little nerve wracking, but also hopefully, the more we have conversations like this, Miles, uh, the more progress we can make, and the more, you know, somebody will listen and go, you know what, that does make sense. Hopefully, no,
1: no, I totally agree with that. I I also feel that it does come down to it's going to require very big, controversial examples of egregious behavior from developers or publishers that causes a massive backlash for then there to be a real conversation and again because vr is such a small community compared to the larger gaming community i don't think the vr issues are necessarily going to be dealt with um until quite far into the psvr 2 era um at the very least because the two issues i think of off the top of my head is the cyberpunk uh, for the reason I mentioned about refund policy for Sony. That did cause them to have to go and think about it and, and make changes. And another example I think about was with um, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, it was the whole, you got to pay, it was like pay, um, pay to play. I think it was, they, they, they'd worked out how many credits you need to grind to unlock certain characters and how many tens of hours it is. So instead you're better off just buying it. And a lot of people said, oh, actually, I'm not going to be buying the game. And it's always that thing of when people say they're going to boycott a game, how many people are actually going to boycott it? Like, and I remember I yeah. sort of was quite I was quite casual with it, and I was like, yeah, I'm actually not going to get this game for that reason. Turned out a lot of people made that decision, and it became a massive conversation, and EA noticed massive uh, revenue drops compared to the first game due to
0: oh, right, that
1: yeah. kind of controversy. That. And so loot boxes and that is still an ongoing thing but it then became something brought up in parliament in the uk there was a committee meeting about it so it then became a part of discussion with government policy so these things do make waves but unfortunately it needs big splashes to begin with yeah. uh to start those conversations and um it <laughs> really? will require yeah as i said in my first point egregious examples with certain games for changes to be made where there's gonna have to be some massive game where they take it offline Everyone well, actually, it was it was happening uh, recently with um, PlayStation three games, was it? I think it was or Vita or something like that. Yep. They said we're going to stop selling games, and then there was a ma- massive backlash. And then Jim Ryan actually did a blog post and went, "We got this wrong. We're actually going to keep it open a bit longer." So,
0: yep. yeah. Well, and, and as you said pretty elegantly earlier on, uh, it's all about communication, and, uh, and and if there's a if there's a de- decent discourse uh, back and forth with uh, the people who are making the games, people who are creating the hardware, uh, and the people who are forking out the money day in day out to to buy the hardware, buy the games, um, like then you know then we're, we're obviously moving to a better future. Um, just to add one one more discussion point before we wrap this up, Joseph Paul Jr. with the five dollar tip says, "What do you guys think about devs adding overpriced microtransactions after reviews come out just to get a great rating and then avoid the hate on release?" I, I, joseph I' going to tell you right now if anybody out there says we're in favor of it, <laughs> then they're fucking out of their mind uh it's it's shitty business man it's it's very shitty business uh the Gran Turismo thing was not cool and i think are they it seems like they're slowly reversing their stance on that now
1: Ro- um ryan uh mystic uh the playstation. YouTube channel actually on his um Let's Talk PlayStation Friday feature today was speaking about um, that Sony and Microsoft are looking at ways of bringing commercials into free-to-play games, um, which is obviously not great. Um, and one of the examples he gives on the video was that, I think it was a UFC game that came out. And um, after the reviews came out, Uh, a month or two later they then did an update where between rounds in the fight full page commercials came up for movies about to come out and there was a tweet that was featured saying the fact that they've added this after the reviews is outrageous because it's like that is something that should be considered in the review process so sometimes that stuff you can't avoid but the community knows about it, and then a lot of them are going to go, well, now I know what that publisher does, I'm going to think twice about supporting it next time. The issue is when um, developers might have a – or publishers have a monopoly on a certain property. So if it's like UFC, well, this is the only way you're going to pl- play a UFC game if that's what you like, or if it's soccer. It, it tends to be with sports, whereas fortunately with a lot of other games, there's lots of first-person shooters. There's lots of puzzle games. Yeah. um, um when there's not a monopoly there's there's more chance for for getting it right
0: and again more communication the better the more you tell people about your plans and what's going on and listening to people's complaints the better off you're going to be miles let's end the show with a little game of psvr 20 questions I've Uh... i've got a psvr game in mind you've got a mind to ask 20 yes or no questions that's that was not a good way to say that um and figure out what game i'm thinking of please cats out there help them out uh, they've got all sorts yeah, I need your help yeah oh, he's gonna he's gonna need your help on this one he's gonna need your help on this one bad yes he is oh yes he is you, I'm gonna put six minutes up on the clock are you ready okay
1: no, but let's do it okay go I'm never ready even though I have a week to prepare each week mentally it's just such a struggle right um does this game have multiplayer? Yes. It has multiplayer. Um... Does this game include shooting Uh, weapons? Yes. Okay. Um, can you play with the aim controller? No. Um... Is it only move controllers?
0: Yes. Uh,
1: Okay. Shooting, multiplayer, only move controllers. Um, Is it PlayStation exclusive?
0: No, that's five.
1: What was the question I asked last uh, two weeks ago that was supposed to be a really good unused question before?
0: <laughs> um, That's not a yes or no question. I'm unable to answer it.
1: I know you. Yeah, I'm glad you you went with that. Um, is it based in the modern day real world? Like,
0: I, no, no. no. It's so funny. I don't. I don't remember any of the games we've already done. You and I. I don't remember all the any of the games. I was just trying to think. I was like, "What games have you and I done already?" I can't even think. Um, I can't remember what games any of us have thought of uh, done, honestly. So I wonder. I wonder how recently I've repeated this one.
1: Is there full locomotion? There is. Um. Is it only multiplayer?
0: I'm sorry, did you say is it only multiplayer? Yeah. I, I for the for the sake for the purpose of this game I would say yes, it's only multiplayer. That would Yeah. Mm
1: mm mm. mm. Oh man, this is so difficult. Um You know, it's not, it's not, um, it's only, it's only move controllers game cats. Um,
0: okay. You're three half, halfway through your time.
1: Yeah. Have
0: 12 questions left.
1: So just to go over it, everyone, it is only multiplayer shooting game, only move controllers. It's not modern day. Um, and there's full locomotion. Um, are there vehicles in the game? Uh, no, no vehicles no um, no it's not Solaris because you can use the aim controller for that um, Oh man this is so difficult um, yeah is it an MMO RPG?
0: It is an MMORPG.
1: Okay, yeah, this is...
0: uh... The chat had you uh, about a minute ago.
1: Yeah, um, can you fly in it? You can fly in it. Um... (laughs) Can you cook in it?
0: I mean, you can cook in it. I I have trouble, but you can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... Can you join guilds in it?
0: You can join guilds in it.
1: Do you have to go through AJ to join guilds in it?
0: No, 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 you don't. Not anymore.
1: Oh, not anymore. Is this a new (laughs) thing?
0: (laughs) Is that throwing me
1: off? Because that was what I remember it being. Could you you just guess the game? (laughs) uh, Is it Zenith, the last city?
0: It is Zenith. (laughs) the last zenith
1: i know well i'm going with my accent yeah i I love love you go no it wasn't it wasn't it was zenith Zenith. (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i'm
0: sorry wrong sorry yeah (laughs) somehow after all those questions yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good man it's pretty good uh it's it's funny because with uh with with you and Wes, i never i i I gotta play it pretty safe because i'm like oh man the last thing i want to do is pick a game that you've never even played before maybe never even heard of um but uh, but we'll we'll get there. That was man. a good.
1: We'll get there. No, that's a good one. It's a good one.
0: Nice. We got Don Tell the scientist, GameCat with a twenty dollars tip. Says consumers have the power. There are too many people that have forgotten this and give passes to companies. I hear too many people that think companies are the, really in charge. Without our money, they are nothing. Even Sony, one hundred percent, Donnie, uh, fight the power. Uh, like really, again, just as Miles said, but people are always saying, "Oh, we're not going to buy their next game, or we're going to ban this, or whatever. We're going to stop." it never happens it never happens people people talk a lot and don't don't act right your actions speak infinitely louder than words if you vote with your wallet that's the only thing companies care about is they don't get your money suddenly they listen 100% agree and it's
1: and it's it's a it's it's a double edged action because it's not just about withholding your money from one it is literally voting with your wallet and investing that money into the devs that do well you know there could be i think of um boxed in with richard's solo developer who made that game and then he did the game cats island and he right. was in the discord and adding the miles Dyer castle whatever it was like but he was listening and like a s- solo developer doing all that was amazing and so it was like yeah get everyone to buy it even if it's not your sort of game it's like these are the developers we should be getting behind because um we want to promote a positive culture in that way and speaking of positive culture we've just hit 100 likes so thank you everyone and if you haven't already, smash the like button.
0: Smash it. We got a little bit of the underground cat with the two euros. Says, Miles, did I just hear you say soccer?
1: Oh, yeah. It's because if I I should have said hand egg, that's what we said on Wednesday. Was it when you were talking with Wes about
0: American football? Was it on Wednesday? You There's a lot egg?
1: of talk in the chat about hand egg because that's what the game is. Oh, man. Hand egg.
0: Yeah. I didn't I didn't know if like uh the UK had just finally come around and been like fine we'll call it soccer.
1: <laughs> no, we call it football. No, because oh, you, you use your feet, you use your feet in it, which is quite a good characteristic of football whereas hand egg is, <laughs> is actually a bad name for. I would love to learn the rules of American football one day though because it it baffles me. Um I don't understand them at all. Um it's just very stop-starty, but yeah
0: yeah that's that's i mean when i was a kid and like you know we, we'd watch football games as like as a family you know the whole family would come over and like it'd be thanksgiving day or whatever it is um i i i was like i want to get into football and i was like oh, so slow man it's like it's like how come it's like 30 seconds of action or like 10 seconds of action every five right minutes. I'm like, this is painful painful and uh, and i really game
1: cats in it. the chat just honest if there was a game that came out for PSVR 2 as a launch title and it was called Hand Egg VR, would you buy it? Nope. I think so. Hand Egg VR.
0: O- only if it was a VR version of Billy Hatcher in The Giant Egg, which, if anybody <laughs> knows what I'm talking about, then I you were awesome. But if it's got, got ray tracing, i mean <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you so much for hanging out with us today um obviously if you don't already subscribe to miles dyer over on his youtube channel or follow him on miles dyer official on instagram please do that because he is amazing and we love having him here and you know i don't know if it's not worth his time one day maybe he'll stop showing up you just never know what could happen around here people stop showing up all the fucking time <laughs> like non-stop kind of it's like yep i wake up and go, where's michelle and then I realized it's been like five years. Um, <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much. You guys have been uh, really, really amazing supporting the channel. Thank you to everybody who donated during the show. Thank you to everybody who, uh, who, who supports on patreon.com/ slash without parole games. Uh, don't forget for $3 a month, you can get your name scrolling on that little scroll down below and I also have access to voice chat over on discord where I pretty much hang out all day. Trust me. It's not a privilege, but it's cool to hang out. Um, and also, uh, for $5 a month, I promise you, at some point, we're going to get these Patreon-exclusive videos up. I keep trying to get people to do uh, Why We Love episodes with me, and they're all like, eventually. And I'm like, okay. But until then, we also have the monthly AMAs, uh, which, again, are exclusive to the $5 tier. Uh, just really, really appreciate you guys keeping the channel running with the lights on during this extremely, extremely slow time. Um, and also, thank you to all of you who sat back and watched the show didn't say a goddamn word. We know you aren't there. We love you just as much thanks miles
1: thanks brian and thanks game cats it's always a pleasure really enjoy it so much positivity and it's a good way to start the weekend so have a wonderful weekend everyone
0: that's right let's run that thingamabob So, you, so, you, so, do you think that there's people out there that really do put the milk in first, or, or are they just? Imaginary? I don't know.
1: That I never thought about it. It's one of those things I don't want to really think about, or I have sleepless nights over it.
0: Yeah, no, I, that that is like nightmare-inducing for sure. Like, I, I there's so many things about that that I would stress out about.
1: Just the thought know. of someone doing that right now freaks me out a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed.